The blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, John Spees. I'm your co-host, Adam Spees. And today we are continuing our round of 32 in our 2022 Throwback Trivia Takedown patron tournament. In one corner, Grab your bindle and catch it on the fly. Woo woo! All aboard the Josh train. It is Josh the Wonder Kid Wenrick. Josh, welcome back and remind the folks at home a little bit about you. Thank you very much for that introduction. Uh, Josh here, living in Williamsburg, Virginia. Uh, I was retired military, but I have taken a job with corporate America. So living that dream life. They don't let me have to shave the beard. So I'm still rocking that out. But just looking forward to today. That uh, the beard thing is what makes it all worth it, right there. <laughs> In the other corner, watch out. She's as crazy as a soup sandwich and nuttier than a five pound fruitcake. She's mad, mad Madeline Garvey. <laughs> Madeline, welcome back. Thank and you. Remind the folks at home a little bit about you. Um, I'm Madeline. I work at the University of Illinois, um, boring office job. Um, I have become ginger since the last time you saw me, uh, and that's pretty much it. All right. But you look like you still have your soul. and That's, yeah. <laughs> that's not real, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, folks, let's learn how to play the game. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, before we get started, I, of course, want to know our contenders a little bit better. And since I mentioned fruitcake, I want to know, what is y'all's favorite type of cake? Bearing in mind that fruitcake is the wrong answer. (laughs) I'll let Madeline go first. Um, I think I just have it on the mind because I was just reading a recipe for it, but I really like carrot cake. So I think that's my answer. All right. And Josh? So uh, I have a wicked sweet tooth, but I, I went vegan a couple years ago, so I never really get to eat decent cake anymore. And I really miss this cake because it is my absolute favorite. I can never resist a good slice of cheesecake. And, uh, you know, as a vegan, you can find some that taste okay, but the texture's not right. But yeah, mm. I just miss eating cheesecake. Uh, it's my favorite cake. All right, fair to go. I have never been a huge fan of cake. Like, I'll eat it, but it's not my favorite thing. Like, sometimes, you know, if I'm at a birthday party, chances are I'm probably just going to say I'll pass. But I tell you what, 
if I had to pick a favorite, it is definitely gonna be carrot cake. So Madeline, you get to pick first in round one. Um, man, I'm so intimidated. Uh, I think I'm just gonna go with movies. <laughs> right, always a good call to start us off. Your decade is the '80s. When you cast the actors who played Thanos, Cipher, Short Round, and Samwise Gamgee, you get what 1985 adventure film? I have to say, I really love these kind of questions, and uh, I'm pretty sure that this is The Goonies. The Goonies is correct. I've never seen it, but so I was a little worried, but... And I appreciate you that you said that you like them because I get a lot of crap for some reason for these questions, no, but they're my favorite type to write. That's actually why I told you I love them because I, <laughs> I get really excited about them. Awesome. All right, Josh, what category, ca- uh, what category do you want? I'll go with TV, please. Okay. And your decade is the 50s. What daily live program provides current and uh, current domestic and international news, weather reports, and interviews. It first aired on January 14th, 1952, and is still currently running. Anyone got any smuckers? All right. I'm, I'm going to have you repeat that question, please. Sure. What daily live program provides current domestic and international news, weather reports, and interviews, and first aired on January 14th, 1952, and is still currently running? Anyone got any smuckers? So that little smuckers hint is kind of throwing me for a loop. Assuming daily, I'm going to have to say it's one of the morning shows. I feel I never had NBC growing up, so I never watched the Today Show. But I feel for some reason that is the oldest. So I will say NBC Today Show. The Today Show is correct. Can you explain the Smucker's clue? When uh, Wilford, or not Wilford Brimley, uh, Willard Scott used to do his happy birthday to the 100-year-olds and stuff like that, okay. it was always on a Smucker's jar. Okay. All right, Madeline, what would you like? Um, I like fashion next. Ooh, okay. And your decade is also the 50s. Mm-hmm. What caliber style of bra became popular in the 50s Due to the rise of sweater girl pinups, I I just want to say that I want I feel like there's something that's just called a bullet bra, so that's what I'm gonna say. But it sounds stupid. Bullet bra does sound stupid, but it is correct. Okay. <laughs> yes, it is. Cool. Same. Should we be doing cups or should we be doing calibers like a 50 cal or a 22 or something? I think it was more millimeter. like a, it was more rounded like a nine millimeter or something like that. Yeah, exactly. That's probably worse. All right, Josh, what would you like? I'll go with sports. Okay. And your decade is the 80s. In 1983, Keith Deller shocked the UK when he won the BDO World Championship being one of the youngest to do so. What does BDO stand for? I have no idea. But you said UK, and in the acronym, BDO, and there's a D in there, and I know that darts is a very big sport in the UK, so I'll go with the answer of darts. Okay, I need to know all three letters. What does BDO stand oh, for? Oh, you need, okay. Um Something darts organization, uh, British darts organization. 
British Darts Organization is correct. <laughs> well done. All right, good poll. Everyone has been answering their questions. No pressure, Madeline. Let's keep that train rolling. Uh, yeah, no pressure at all. <laughs> um, I'll take literature next. Okay. Literature coming at you. Oh, my God, it's the 50s. That's the 50s and 80s. That's all we're getting. This novel about a dystopian future where books are banned and burnt was hot off the presses in 1953. I just read this a few months ago. It's Fahrenheit 451. Fahrenheit 451 is correct. All right. Josh, you're up. I'll go with news and politics, please. Okay. Politics? It's the 90s. <laughs> Uh, Josh, you're going to <laughs> More? Even more? CD-ROMs <laughs> became standard Ouch. on personal computers in the 90s. What does CD-ROM stand for? <sighs> John, you're all about the acronym questions. <laughs> he, he pulled up, I think, the only two I had. All right. Uh, compact disc. Um, can you repeat the question? Sure. CD-ROMs became standard on personal computers in the 90s. What does CD-ROM stand for? I'm torn. I don't want to give Madeline any ideas. I know that. Uh, I think uh, Compact Disc Remote Operating Machine. Compact Disc Remote Operating Machine is incorrect. Madeline, can you steal? I think so. I don't know. I'm not going to say yes. Um, I think it's Compact Disc Read Only Memory. Compact Disc Read Only Memory is correct. Good job. Oh, um, I would like food next. Okay. And your decade is the 60s. In the 60s, Nabisco had what curled cheese puff snack whose name means to throw or a short period of unrestrained pursuit of one's wishes or desires? Can you read it again? I will. In the 60s, Nabisco had what curled cheese puff snack whose name means to throw or a short period of unrestrained pursuit of one's wishes or desires. Wow. I feel like I should be able to puzzle that out. What's a, what's a synonym for throw? Um, I think this is just my brain turning off because of nerves. Um, I'm just going to say jaunt. Jaunt is oh. incorrect. Josh, can you steal? Can you uh, repeat the question one more time, please? Sure. In the 60s, Nabisco had what curled cheese puff snack, whose name means to throw, or a short period of unrestrained pursuit of one's wishes or desires? I can't really come up with a word that meets both. Uh, I'll say gallivant, because why not? Gallivant is also incorrect. Uh, this was a tough one. These were called flings. Fling, Nabisco fling. All right. No points there, and that's quite all right. And Josh, it is your turn to pick. Uh, I'll go with music. Okay. Your decade is the 50s. Oh, a lot of 50s questions. What country singer's 1957 self-titled album includes the singles Then You'll Know, Three Cigarettes in an Ashtray, and Walkin' After Midnight? So that last song is kind of pinging something. I just, uh, uh, repeat the question one more time. Mm -hmm. 
What country singer's 1957 self-titled album includes the singles Then You'll Know, Three Cigarettes and an Ashtray, and Walkin' After Midnight? Well, um, a lot of emptiness, uh, a lot of possibilities. Not really going to be able to narrow this down. Uh, just because I know he's still, he's still walking, I'll, I'll go with Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson is incorrect. Madeline, can you steal? I'm singing Walking After Midnight in my head, and I'm not sure who it is, but it sounds like Patsy Cline to me, so I'm going to say Patsy Cline. I'll go walking after midnight was absolutely Miss Patsy Cline. That was per- mm-hmm. perfect impression of her. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Madeline, you got the steal, and you get to pick slang or toys and games. We'll go with toys and games. Okay. And it's the 2000s. All right, bear with me. This is kind of a wordy question. What online game platform released in 2006 allows players to create their own games using its proprietary engine, which can be then played by other users? From its release to November 2020, the sound effect for when a character dies was an oof sound, which became a substantial part of the platform's reputation due to its status as a meme. Can you read it one more time? I will. What online game platform released in 2006 allows players to create their own games using its proprietary engine, which can be then played by other users? From its release to November 2020, the sound effect for when a character dies was an oof sound, which became a substantial part of the platform's reputation due to its status as a meme. I'm not 100% sure about this, but I'm going to say Minecraft. Minecraft is incorrect. Josh, can you steal? Yeah, online games, not not really my thing anymore. Um, I feel this was a recent question in some other format. I'll go with Steam. Steam is also incorrect. Uh, this is, it is kind of a tough one, uh, but Madeline, you were close with Minecraft and sort of that same style, but... Uh, this is a game that my children love to death. This is called Roblox. Roblox. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, I thought of Steam first, but then I was like, that's not a game. So I went with the only game I could think of. <laughs> yep. All right. And we are left with slang for Josh. Mm-hmm. And it's the 60s. In the 60s, if a girl was pretty, you might call her this. Prime would be better, but at least she's not select. Um, well, between prime and select, I believe, on grades of meat is called choice. So I'll, I'll say choice. Choice is correct. Good pickup, considering that you went vegan. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That is the end of round one. Adam, what is our score? All right. Madeline has a little bit of a lead, but anything can happen in round two. Madeline has 50 to Josh's 30. All right, and Madeline got to pick first in round one. That means, Josh, you get to pick first in round two. What category would you like to give to Madeline? Um, I'll give her sports. And the decade is the 60s. What current Pac-12 school had an unprecedented run in basketball, winning 10 NCAA championships between 1964 and 1975? 
I know very little of what you just said, um, but I'm pretty sure PAC is Pacific, and I know UCLA is fairly good, so I'm going to say UCLA. UCLA is correct. Oh, yes. That is actually like one of those where I just put UCLA in when there's a <laughs> basketball question. Fair enough. All right, what category do you want to give to Josh? Um, oh, he's good at everything. I feel like, uh, let's say fashion. All right. And the decade Open for another bra question is the sixties. <laughs> Name the Scottish fashion designer who first became renowned in the sixties for his unusual and flattering designs. No relation to Barry, Robin, and Maurice, though. Well, uh, your clue is all I'm going on, and Barry, Robin, and Maurice are the Bee Gees, so I'll just say Gibb. Gibb is correct. Bill Gibb. Okay. All right, Josh, what category do you want to give to Madeline? Uh, how about food? How about it? <laughs> My God. Uh, how about the 70s? <laughs> In 1972, this cereal was introduced with a World War I German pilot as its mascot. It was berry-flavored oat cereal with berry marshmallows that turned milk into fruit punch. It was der berry goodest. Oh, that sounds terrible. Um, <laughs> sounds sorry. delicious. Are you, are you talking about the food or my accent? <laughs> <laughs> the food sounds terrible to me. Um, well, I'm just going to say Red Baron. Red Baron is incorrect. Josh, can you steal? Uh, you know, as, as a child of the late 70s and 80s, I don't recall this cereal. But again, you know, my mom was pretty strict. I mean, I, I, was, I was lucky if I got uh, Cheerios with a spoonful of sugar. So uh, I never got any of the nice cereals. So I don't, yeah, I'm not, not really drawing anything. Um, uh, how about a play off of Red Baron? I'll go Red Berry cereal. Adam, I need a ruling. <laughs> uh oh. I'm gonna text you the correct answer and then you tell me okay. whether or not. All right. Josh said red berry. Mm -hmm. I would suggest um we're gonna need more uh what is it? You need to be more specific. All right. That's what I would say. Okay. So we're gonna say we you need to be more specific. Well, um I feel that I wanna say red baron berry, but I don't know if she since that was an early, since, since Madeline answered that question, you asked her to be more specific. So I don't think that's going in the right direction. I'll give you a, a specific berry. I'll say red strawberry. Red strawberry is incorrect. Uh, you both kind of danced around all parts of the title. It is actually the Baron Von Redberry cereal. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. That which you is a red berry, but without the Baron and the Vaughn in there, yeah, yeah, yeah. We needed it. So that was it. That was going to be a tough one if you weren't already familiar with that cereal. Uh, all right, let's see here. Adam, I'm lost. <laughs> Madeline is picking for Josh. Yes, she is. Okay, um, I'll go with toys and games. All right, toys and games. The decade is the '70s. Invented as a Boy Scout project. What toys were first sold in a Wisconsin shopping mall in 1973? These thin pieces of plastic were made to decorate, cut out, and bake in the oven. Oh. Uh, one more time, please, John. In invented as a Boy Scout project, what toys were first introduced in a Wisconsin shopping mall in 1973? 
These thin pieces of plastic were made to decorate and cut out and bake in an oven. Uh, I'm going to pass. All right, Madeline, can you steal? I'm not sure. I can think of two things that you like bake in an oven that's a craft, but I can't remember the name of one of them, so I'm going to go with the one I can remember, which is uh, Shrinky Dinks. Shrinky Dinks is correct. All right, Madeline got the steal, and now, Josh, you've got to give her a category. Uh, how about slang? All right. Okay. Slang, it is the 80s. Someone who wants to achieve or be part of a certain class but couldn't would be called what? Scary yet sporty. Uh, oh, okay. I just got the hint. <laughs> I think it's a wannabe. Wannabe is correct. <laughs> All right, Madeline, what category do you want to give to Josh left? We have movies, music, TV, news and politics, and literature. Um, news and politics. Right. News and politics heading to Josh, and it is, again, the 70s. Quite a bit mm. of those. Ferdinand Marcos declared martial law in 1972 in what country, where he was essentially a dictator until he was deposed in 1986? That is the Philippines. The Philippines is correct. All right. What category do you want to give to Madeline? How about music? Okay. Decade is the 2000s. Robin Fenty is a Barbadian singer whose 2006 song SOS was her first to reach number one on the Billboard Top 100. She is professionally known by her middle name, which is what? It's Rihanna. Rihanna is correct. All right. Madeline. What do you want to give to Josh? Uh, let's go with television. All right. TV for Josh, and it is the 80s. All right. Not too uh, not too much uh, banter going on right now. These guys are all business. <laughs> Focused. I love it. All right. 80s TV, you said? That is correct. All right. Vicki Lawrence played Thelma Crowley, a character 30-plus years older than her actual age, in what 80s sitcom? Oh, shoot. I can, I know who Vicki Lawrence is. I can picture, I can picture her as this character. I just can't come up with the name. Um, one more time, please. Mm-hmm. Vicki Lawrence played Thelma Crowley, a character 30 plus years older than her actual age in what 80s sitcom? Well, I will... I'm going to have to answer this. I need to, I need to close some points here. Um, is it Grandma's Family? Grandma's Family is incorrect. Madeline, can you steal? I think you're really close, but the answer I have in my head is Mama's Family, so that's what I'm going to go with. Mama's Family is yeah. correct. Yep. All right, picking up the steal. Now, unfortunately, Josh, you got to give her another category. I know. I'll, I'll go with Literature. Coming at you. All right. <laughs> We're at you, coming at you. And it's the 2000s. What 2005 novel by Australian author Marcus Zusak is narrated by the personification of death and not someone who steals novels? Sorry. I was thinking it's something about stealing novels, and then you said that. Um, I think it's called The Book Thief. The Book Thief is correct. All right. Madeline left. We have movies, 
Well, that's, that's it. it. <laughs> so you're going to have to give movies, whether you want to or not. Or Josh. Yep. So, Josh, you're on the ropes, man. I know. You need to answer this 2000s movie question. All right. This is a tagline question. I'm going to give you the tagline of a 2000 movie, year 2000, and you need to tell me the name of the movie. She brought a small town to its feet and a huge corporation to its knees. Uh, one more time, please. Sure. She brought a small town to its feet and a huge corporation to its knees. And you said the movie came out in 2000? Correct. Well, um, I know this came out about that time, so I am going to shoot the answer of Aaron Brockovich. Aaron Brockovich is correct. Saving yourself a little bit of heartache there. Adam, <laughs> what is our score going into the final round? Uh, he has saved the heartache for now. Can he uh, fully recover? Because Josh, our second place, the runner-up in last year's tournament, is really on the ropes here. He's got 60. Madeline has 110. Oh, my gosh. All right. <laughs> Madeline, you are in the lead, so you're going to get to pick your category first for the final round. Which one would you like? Um, I'm going to go with literature. Okay. Literature getting... Uh, both of your both of those questions correct earlier, and it is the seventies. All right, and Josh, what category would you like in the final round? The only problem is literature in the seventies. That's probably going to be a comic book question. I just have a sinking feeling, and that's what's going to be the last time. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I'll go with the category that uh, I think will play to my strengths. I would go with news and politics. Okay. And it will be the 80s. All right. So based on 70s literature and 80s news and politics, please write down your bids. I'm done. I'm ready. All right. Here is your 70s literature question. What novel by Colombian author Gabriel Garcia Marquez that tells the, sto tells the multi-generational story of the Buendia family whose patriarch founded the fictitious town of Moncado, was released in English in 1970. And your 80s news and politics question. Operation Opera, a 1981 surprise airstrike by what country destroyed an Iraqi nuclear reactor being constructed near Baghdad? I've got my answers. While our contestants are thinking about their answers, even though Josh already jumped in, too bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm... Here to tell y'all, I'm going to be a little bit selfish, check out the Blast From Our Past podcast. John and I spend a lot of time and effort. We've been doing that for five years now, um, just about. And uh, a lot of our passion when it comes to nostalgia, you can find right there on the Blast From Our Past. So check it out. I can be ready. All right. <laughs> that, didn't, that didn't sound good. <laughs> All right. Well, let's find out your answers to the questions. Uh, Josh, since you're behind, go ahead and let us know. Uh, well, first off, Madeline, you played a great game, so this was uh, this was fun. It was challenging. Um, but for my answers, uh, on the literature question, uh, I made a point about five or six years ago to try and hit, like, the 100 greatest uh, books of the 20th century. And uh, Gabriel Garcia Marquez has two on them, uh, one of which is Love in the Time of Cholera, and this answer, the correct one, 100 Years of Solitude. So... Uh, it was an interesting read. It was fun. Magical realism, all that. Uh, it was a good read. Anyway, um, <laughs> for my 
news and politics question. Or do you want me to go? Do you want me to give my second answer, or do I have Madeline yeah. give her answer? Yeah. No, no, you go no, ahead. You can do okay. your yep. You do it. Uh, for the uh, news and politics, um, I feel it could be one of three answers. I don't think it was the U.S., uh, so there's that. Um, I know that Iraq was in a war with Iran at that time, but I don't feel that Iran really had the capability of doing that. So it leads me to my answer, uh, which I know they are in that local geographic area. They had the capability. I will say Israel. All right. And Madeline, what were your answers? I I feel like uh, Gabriel Garcia Marquez is just like you have the Pavlov of those two books and Buendia leads you to 100 Years of Solitude. So I got that one. I had no idea for the 80s news and politics. That is like something I know zero about. Um, just because opera sounds fancy, I said the UK. All right. Let's find out our answers for 70s literature. Uh, the novel by Colombian author Gabriel Garcia Marquez is absolutely 100 years of solitude. And for your 80s news and politics, Operation Opera, the 1981 surprise airstrike, was done by the country of Israel. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right, so we have a little bit of drama going into the end. We're not going to know how this ends until we find out our scores. Josh, how much did you bid? I've always said that champions bet zero, but when you're down 50 points, uh, you know, you you got to go for it. I uh, I threw in the answer 60. All right. And Madeline? Um, I was going to be a little bit bolder this time, but then I didn't want to lose anything on this last one, so I actually just bet zero again. All right. Adam, do the math and let us know how this turned out. This was one heck of a battle, and it came down to Operation Opera that took it to the end. And coming from behind, the Wonder Kid, Josh Wenrick, wins 120 to Madeline's 110. That was a heck of a game, guys. Oh, congratulations, Josh. Uh, An unbelievable game. Uh, yeah. Madeline, man, you had him on the ropes the whole mm-hmm. time. And if he hadn't gotten that last uh, uh, movie question, you had him dead to rights. <laughs> dead to rights. <laughs> Unbelievable episode, I, I got to say. And uh, Josh, uh, we will obviously hear from you again. Adam, who is Josh going to go on to play? He will be taking on the difficult opponent, Cheyenne Fletcher. All right. Well, Madeline, I really hate to do this because you played a well-done, hard-fought game. Unfortunately, this is the end of your tournament run. Um, You are more than welcome to say anything you would like. If you'd like to curse Israel's name or or Aaron Brockovich's, I don't know. Probably not. (laughs) Uh, Anything you'd like to say? Um, I'd just like to shout out my husband who uh, puts up with all my trivia crap. Uh, and I'm going to shout out my sister, Tess, who is probably the only person who's going to listen to this that I know. So, yeah, that's it. Thank you for having me on. This is a lot of fun. All right. Well, Tess, you're a wonderful person. and uh, Yes, thank you for listening. You need to let more people know about this podcast. <laughs> so mo- more people. Most people I know don't care about trivia. <laughs> yeah, Fair enough. 
All right. Well, I'm John, and that's Adam. This was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Hey, everybody. I'm Tim. And I'm Dean. And we're the hosts of Talking Back. We're a retro-based podcast covering movies, comics, video games, and more. Check us out every Monday where we hit the rewind button and dig into some of our favorite content from the past. We like to keep things fun, lighthearted, and informative. Do you feel like you need more nostalgia in your life? Then check out Talking Back. We're available everywhere podcasts are found.